This episode is sponsored by EQ Acoustics, UK-made acoustic phone panels for your studio. EQAcoustics.com All right, I'm Dan and welcome to the Stage Fright podcast, where we talk about mental health while working in creative industries. Today I'm talking to Mark Burford. If someone said to me 10 years ago, you turned down playing Ola White Festival. I'd be like, no, I didn't. (laughs) We talk about childhood. My dad left when I was young and I had so many anxieties and having someone of that importance walk away from your family. And how that's impacted Mark's life, even after becoming a father himself. So when I became a dad, I was like, wow, you really fucked this up. We talk about our biggest fear in losing our hearing. Probably the worst point in my life ever. I remember just literally just thinking, am I not supposed to do music? And how Mark overcame that. Anyone listening, actually, who's got hyperacoustic it's called there is hope the struggles of playing in a band i was trying to hold on to it this thing was falling apart around me i was going no 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 no, don't quit now like this is right on the edge here and of course we talk about the music industry i see it really for what it is now i shouldn't say this as a studio owner and a music producer Mm. but it's just a lot of bullshit yeah and being on the road with the libertines pete he was like yeah so like you're still making music in that then i was like yeah yeah he's like oh i want you to play tonight and learning that saying no is okay and i think once you do that the universe goes okay you're serious here you go you're listening to the Stage Fright podcast. Here's Mark Burford. Yeah, well, cheers for um, cheers for getting me on, mate. No, thanks for doing it. Like, I kind of wanted to get you on because we have a very similar job role. We yeah. do very similar things. We both run similar kind of businesses. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I guess firstly, who are you and what do you do? Um, so my name is Mark Burford. I'm. See, this is. Hang on, let's put a tea down. I was, I was thinking about this because I've listened to a few of your other podcasts. Yeah. And I always used to say, like, I'm a singer-songwriter. I'd always be defined by that. Yeah. People say, you know, like, even, even, even if you're working in the co-op, just say, <laughs> yeah. just say you're a singer-songwriter because yeah. it's good for your mind. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, I, I'll just say what I do. Like, so I run a studio very similar to you. Yeah. I produce, I songwrite, I tour manage, and I've just taken on another role event management so i've been organizing oh cool events part-time yeah so that's like taking over my life at the moment so i've sort of actually, stepped away uh, who told someone told me about that you're doing something with corbin corbin yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so we, cool. I, I was with him on saturday we did this big event in islington so what's your job role there do you set up pa and stuff i literally organized the whole thing so how oh, do you so i had to find a location i had to talk to oh god it was quite scary because i've never I've done stuff before, but not on that scale. It was like yeah. high profile. Yeah. So the council were like, well, have you spoke to counterterrorism? Have you spoke to the <laughs> Metropolitan Police? Have you spoke to... And I was like, oh, yeah, sure I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just let me write that down. Who is it outside? <laughs> and what's the number for yeah. those guys? So that was... And I had to do uh, like I had to, I had 150 pages worth of paperwork. I had to do for it all. Oh, shit. I had to like draw the plot of the site, the fencing, the toilets the bar, all the licenses that go with all that, yeah. the staffing, the PA. Like I was like, well, I can sort the PA out, but I kind of wish I hadn't said that because that was like, <laughs> it was easy, but it was just an extra headache. Yeah, That yeah. was a bit I can nail, but it's just like... <laughs> it's another thing now. <laughs> and then there was like, there was a few things that always go wrong. And then Corbin was like, oh, I'm not, I'm not going. I was like, well, the whole thing's about you being... <laughs> oh, so he could just turn in... around at the end and go, oh, no, I yeah. can't do that one. So we had, we had Stella Assange, she came, she did some a talk, you know, Ju- Julian Assange's wife. Okay, yeah. The WikiLeaks guy, she came oh, and wow. said some stuff. Oh, Lexi Sell is like a comedian, he yeah, did some Lexi stuff. Sell. That's a mental, like... Yeah, it was pretty, like, that... the security thing, I nailed that. So like, yeah. we made sure we got a decent security team because I was like, the last thing I want is it all to go completely south yeah. and then it's like... And then it's on your head. Me. Yeah, because yeah. it's all in my name. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. It was Burford, was it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. B-U-R. Yeah, Mike Burford. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's like, yeah. It's, and it was, I just got to the point at the start of this year, I was just, 
in a bit of a state and I just thought I need money mm. like we shut the studio to, to do some refurbishments so like the money was going out on that so I couldn't even work and I was yeah because the I, money's going out on that but you're not getting money in exactly the and I was just thinking what and I, I I'd, I'd actually applied for a job at Ocado I got the job I was literally they were like oh do you want to start Monday I was like great oh wicked and just, then they were like yeah can you come in for training on these days I was like no I can't do that day they're like yeah. Well, you have to do that day. That's, that's the idea of you get a job. I was like, yeah, but I can't, can't I just do that day and that day? No, that's not how it works. I was like, well, you said it's part-time and flexible. Yeah, but you have to do like a month solid before you can get to that point. I was like, well, uh, I don't know if I can do it then really. See you later. Then. But I was like, it was that kind of, <laughs> yeah, basically she's like, well, what, what else are you doing then? The woman was like, what else are you doing? I was like, well, I'm running a studio. She went, oh, so you've got another job. I was like, yeah, she went, well, you can't do it anyway. Because oh, it's a driving job. You have to be resting. I was like, yeah, but who actually rests yeah, on it? Like, yeah. You want me to sleep on the days yeah. off? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I didn't actually make You didn't actually make do a, a single shift of that. Yeah. Oh, but it's like, I, I spent weeks and weeks of applying for stuff because I was like, well, what can I do? What, what, what can I offer? I got to that point. You do get to that point, don't you? When you're working in music for so long that you actually go, what else can I do? Mm. Is that where you got into the tour managing? And Yeah, well, I saw that job because I've done tour management before. That's for Libertines, wasn't it? That's yeah, dead and, and and dead freight stuff. Yeah, so that was like, and I kind of, and I've done it for years with other bands, so I kind of knew what it entailed. Yeah. Um, funny enough, like, so I did a few interviews with this with this lot, and then they advertised it as tour manager, but it's actually events organizer. Okay. They were like a bit, little bit sort of naive about what that entailed, but okay. I was like, well, I can do this. I can do this. <laughs> I've got a laptop. Yeah. <laughs> Put my gilet on. Yeah. <laughs> Get a clipboard, Get a clipboard right. out. And a high vis. Do you have that mentality of I'll say yes and sort it out later? Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. I yeah. I have to really yeah, I just feel like, no, nah, I'll be fine. Yeah. It's taken me a while to get to that point in my life, but if someone said, Can you make a suit? you'd be like, Yeah, easy. I'll just sit down, draw around my legs, stitch that together <laughs> <laughs> and see what happens. <laughs> because yeah. I, I, I yeah i've had to learn it as well just to say like yeah i'll do that and then go and just learn pretty much on the job because it's what why else like what, what's stopping you that, that's mm. what you've got to ask and that's what i did ask it's like well actually why why wouldn't i go for that why didn't because then someone else gets it anyway and then you think yeah. well they can't even do it yeah <laughs> yes. well, why would you get them to do it <laughs> yeah well if that's oh. how many musicians have you seen on stage that you're like He's not even playing that part. That's, yeah. on, that's on a track. Like, they've got him in because he looks like Ryan Gosling. Like, <laughs> that's, that's it, really it. But that's, I, I think that's just quite common in, in life with loads of things, isn't it? You should, yeah. I always used to have such a um, hang up on uh, people. I say people maybe earning more money than me or like this, like sort of perceived as smashing it in life. Yeah. And when you sort of get a taste of what they're doing, you think, well, that's that's yeah. just that. That's the, you're not even doing. I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the fact that they did it, that's the difference. Yeah. Isn't it? The fact that they said yes to it and yeah. are actually going out and perceived to be smashing it. Yeah. The podcast is about anxieties and that kind of thing in creative business. So, where do your anxieties kind of lie? Um. Prob mainly my anxieties are probably in, still, even though I don't want to say this, it's probably in what people think of me. Mm. Yeah. Which, which is ridiculous because yeah. it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. But I'm, I'm getting better at not accepting that anymore. Yeah, I'm kind of the same. What about like things like um, like money coming in and that kind of thing? Does that, does that stress you out? Um, well, I mean, yeah, it did, I mean, to the point, yeah, that I took another job on, yeah. I mean, yeah. definitely, I mean, it's just... I think I've gone, I've managed to get through life so far in not earning a great deal or like just keeping myself flexible 
like what it's like what I value. I value being able to create and make art and yeah. do and do that side of things. So I never really valued money that much. But mm. then it comes to a point where you you have a child and you've got bills to pay and you yeah. own stuff and it's like you actually got to earn money. It's oh I'm, I'm a grown up now. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there was definitely an element that it does stress me out. But I feel like I'll probably never be satisfied with the amount I'll I'll earn. Do you know what I mean? It's like Yeah, yeah. I'll always be like, oh I need to be earning more, I need to be doing more. Yeah. I, I need to be doing more. I don't think I'll And I think that. that's normal for for most people that they always are looking for the next, especially if you're a creative, that you're always looking for the next yeah, exactly. the next thing anyway. Well, so when you say what people think of you, has that ever had a negative effect? Has anyone actually ever said, oh yeah, I don't like what you're doing because of this, this and this? Is there a reason why you think? Uh, I think it's actually deeper. I, I'm going to go there. Yeah. Because I have gone there and looked at, I've, I've asked myself those questions. And I think it's because of not feeling loved as a child <laughs> oh, okay so like it's been like my dad left when i was young and like and i had so many anxieties and like and having someone of that uh importance walk away from your family mm. and it was just like we were brought up with just oh your dad's your dad's a cunt your dad's a, your dad's a rat your dad yeah it. and it was like how and, old were you I, do you know i don't actually remember but it, and it was being like and then we'd go we were just like financially just so broke yeah. And like going to Tesco's, I remember going there and like Mike would be like having to work out how much we'd spent that week. And then we'd get to the till, we'd all have to, there's four of us as kids and be like, okay, well, what can we do about this week? And we'd put, yeah. choose a bit of food to go back on the shelf just oh, at the wow. till. And then I remember going to school and like the car would break down and just being really embarrassed because the kids would be like, oh, my dad's got a tea wrench. I'm like, yeah. what have you got? And I remember, I remember actually just lying in the toilet. I was having, as you do as kids. Like, oh yeah, I, my dad's got this car. And I remember just be like, my dad's left. I'd said it in my head and I was like, we haven't got a car at the moment. And it, it was just like that. You said it out loud? To no, the, no, I said it. I said just it said it to head. him and I just lied. I was like, yeah, well, we've got an X-Redge. Oh, or wow. Just to lie about it because I felt so ashamed. Mm. At, at such a, I was primary school and it was like, and that stuck with me. Just a, a feeling poor and feeling not good enough. Yeah. And, but it's driven me as well. It's driven me to be like, no, I'm good enough. Like, I'm going to get over this because you have to break the cycle. But that's where all my insecurities come from, of just oh, being, wow. being unloved as a kid. I was, I was obviously loved, but feeling yeah. like not wanted. When someone walks away and then doesn't really have much contact with you, do you it know doesn't why? give you... Ah, I just, I don't know. I, do you, not, do you not speak to him No, I do, all? I do. I'm, I mean, I, yeah, I'm not very often, but it's okay. like, it's, it's a... I don't know, I think we've all... We've all loads of people have stuff like that i mean yeah. that's i mean he's still alive so he didn't die yeah. or anything but it's i don't know that's def, that's definitely the main reason i feel those emotions i think around yeah things. it's just like oh, feeling, wow. not, not feeling worthy not feeling worth someone's love yeah it. because someone's left you think it's your fault yeah, when it's, it's, it's definitely not you or the yeah you know, yeah the exactly fault. what about your relationship with your mother yeah well like hopefully she's not listening to this <laughs> lol sorry mum <laughs> <laughs> lol <laughs> um yeah my mum was like oh, i don't care if, i don't care if you listen in by the way um depressive like manically okay. depressed like she would she would go like she'd always say right that's it i'm leaving and like she would just drive off in the car and leave us for at home like she and my, oh, wow. mike mike was a bit older mike was like is yeah, mike the she, oldest yeah old, mike yeah. Was, oh she'll be back in a minute do you know what I mean? Oh, it was really? like, so he was like the kind of the calming figure for me. Okay. He kind of still is now, actually, funny enough. Yeah. That dynamic. But so we'd all just sit, we'd all just like stop fighting or whatever we were doing that was pissing her off and just sit at the end of the drive. 
And then, like, yeah, about five minutes later, the car had come back. <laughs> like, right. My mum sort of sheepishly driving back down the driveway. All <laughs> <laughs> oh right, then? God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's go inside then. I'll fix some dinner. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I, I think but the one thing my mum did do, she used to play me. Uh, we used to sit down and draw together. That was, like, an oh, activity wow. we did. Because she's quite good at art as well, my mum. Yeah. And then we, she'd play me old records. So she'd play me, like, flute. I remember just sitting and listening to Fleetwood Mac on a vinyl. And like she'd play me all these old punk records and Sex Pistols. And oh that. wow! Because my dad and my mum were punks back in the day, and he left all his records when he when he yeah. left. So he like left like this big record box. So I just remember like just getting all these old records. I go, what the fuck is this? Like oh, wow. Sex Pistols and UK Subs and just like it's horrible to listen to. But yeah. I was like, yeah, this is cool. This is vinyl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, listening to your dad's old records. Oh mate, that's mental. That's um, that's really that's really not nice to hear. But I've never. I mean, I've known you for years now, and I've never never knew that i never knew your family situation i just knew your musical yeah and i situation. mean I'm, I'm lucky i'm so lucky that my grandparents which are my dad's parents actually that's but, where i know you from i know you from yeah you so, G, at, so like, yeah, he, he, he became my father really he, yeah. he's been like my dad but he it's just it's such a weird such a weird it's taken me years to sort of get my head around it all because i never got any answers and i still don't have any answers now okay but i don't really need them but when i had ziggy like five years ago so when i became a dad i was like wow you really fucked this up like yeah and and i was and then i couldn't then that i had to go for therapy like five years ago when zig was born because oh, i really so to i, I couldn't because it brought up all this stuff that i hadn't dealt with and i was like fucking hell like what's going on like well like how could you leave because i just saw me as a child yeah, yeah. i was like how could you leave me or how like that all this thing and i was like god like so i remember talking to chloe my wife i was like i can't believe all this is this is quite overwhelming for me yeah and i had a bit of like a rough sort of year that year sort of went off the rails a bit and just sort of like as soon as Ziggy was born yeah because it was just such a change for me yeah and then my my ear thing happened and yeah it was all just like all hit me at once and I just ended up hitting like drinking drugs and just went off like for about a year yeah then I had to sort of like get help for that as well just on top (laughs) (laughs) yeah to add add to the stresses of running a business as well and doing that What's Chloe like as well? Is she very supportive? Yeah, she, I mean, I met I met her on 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 the road. On the thing. Cool. She actually she called me up. She went, um, oh, I got like a, I wish I still had it. It was like a voicemail of like, hi, um, <laughs> is that Mark Burford? Um, yeah, my dad's friend said that you could like sort out some speakers or something for like a party I've got. <laughs> like, I was like, yeah, I'll sort you out some speakers or something. <laughs> and I remember just like turning up with me. It was me, Dan Morris, Mike, and uh, Bowman, I think. Get to this like 21st we were like 20 25 maybe maybe a bit younger actually and it was like a 21st birthday party so yeah. we were like whoa this is cool yeah. <laughs> this, is, yeah. this is happening yeah. and we were sort of like just like look like probably horrible little grebos in the corner of our leather jackets <laughs> yeah. like of course she's well nice she is yeah. well that's the birthday girl no way mark you ain't gonna talk to her are you <laughs> yeah, uh, sort it, of yeah. Like speakers and something as well <laughs> yeah yeah married her yeah, yeah. <laughs> how long uh, how long were you um together for before you got married oh god don't ask me that <laughs> I'll edit this out. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. I want to say seven years. I don't know. Wow, something like that. Uh, yeah, but no, she she she's been really supportive. She's like, just for my emotional well being. If if nothing else, yeah. she's not like she can sing. She she loves music. Does she understand that sometimes you need to be at the studio until two o'clock in the morning? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. she's yeah. well well supportive on that front. Yeah, yeah I think sometimes great. like I sometimes I feel. Like I want more feedback from her, but it's mm. it's ridiculous because 
I don't need it. I really don't need it. And what do you mean feedback on? Like, I'm like, oh, I wrote the song, like, and I'll play oh, it. She, okay, she'll be like, yeah. oh, yeah, it's good. Like, yeah, she, she'll it's she'll good, like yeah. it. But like, I'm like, well, what am I expecting her to say about that? Like, what do you think of the snare sample? <laughs> yeah, <used>? yeah. <laughs> like, they don't care. But she, she'll quite often just sort of joke now and like, we'll be sat watching tennis. She's like, yeah. I can just stick a bit of compression on that. <laughs> That's quite funny. Or like, or just something funny. Like, just just something stupid. Just, oh, I wrote a card the other day. Like, I want to put a bit of reverb on, but I thought it'd be a bit too much. <laughs> like, because she just doesn't know what any of these terms mean. Yeah, yeah. But just throw them in. I'm like, yeah, I like that. That's funny. Patreon.com forward slash Dan Parkinson Music for advert free, higher quality, and early access to the Stage Fright podcast. So let's talk about, I don't know how much you want to talk about this, but your ears. Yeah. That's a big thing for you at the minute, isn't it? So uh, I'll, start, I'll go from the beginning. So yeah. I, was, I was kind of like, we did a tour in, uh, it was like 2018. We did a tour. And if anyone doesn't play music or sing, like when you play a gig, you'll know this. Unless you've got in-ear monitors, which I didn't have at the time. Mm. It was just, you're relying on these floor speakers that are supposed to project back what you want on stage. Yeah. And the drums are always so loud, the cymbals. And I can never hear my vocal. I can mm. never hear my singing. You never, though, you never wore hearing protection? No, you? well, I used to. I used to always wear it. But then mm. when I started to sing more, I just can't hear... You just can't oh, hear okay. it as well. Yeah. Unless you've got in-ear monitors. So I just I just used to pull them out slightly uh, or just yeah. take them out completely and just yeah. play. And we did like a whole tour. And I was like, at the end of it, I was like, God, my ears are a bit sensitive. Yeah. And I'm thinking... Mm. Both your ears? Yeah, both of them. Both. And they, they didn't really... They used to bounce back a bit. They didn't bounce back as fast. And I was like getting a bit worried and it was like just i was just they were just hypersensitive yeah and then it sort of went away and then we did a few more gigs and a few more like band practices and it just come back straight back and then just worse wow and i was like oh not good and then we did like then i was doing more studio sessions and it was like quite loud and it mm. was quite late at night and then i'd have like a sesh like a drug or alcohol sesh with people around it. It'd just be fucking, I'd be fatigued and Music, I was in another blare, session. Blaring yeah, exactly. You'd just be all night. You wouldn't it. actually know how, what you were taking in. Yeah. And it just got progressively worse. And then one day it woke up and it just didn't go. And I had like these super sensitive ears that if someone put like a glass on the table or dropped a set of keys on the side, yeah. jump out my skin. Or like that kind of snap, sort of 500 frequency. Like yeah. the sort of snarey sort of area. Yeah. Like, For me, it's not, <laughs> so much volume it's left ear mainly and it's since i've had the dog when the dog barks it's i have to wear earplugs going in and leaving the house but it's things like putting the plates away in the yeah yeah in the cupboard or being in a pub and then they empty like the bottles into the bin out the back and you just hear that like and it's yeah. like oh fuck it's so it's not so much volume it's certain frequencies exactly that yeah and it just it just got unbearable my life just got like because overnight had to just we had to cancel all the gigs like, mm. I, it, it was just it was just the worst probably the worst point of my life ever like mm. it was just so hard and I was like I remember just literally just thinking what is this going to teach me like what what am I am I not supposed to do am I not supposed to do music mm. is it really that bad is the universe against me so exactly much exactly that because yeah. I'm, all, I'm, all, I'm all into the universe I'm like I can't, I'm trying to be sort of like quite spiritual open to that. And, yeah, yeah exactly yeah, and cool. I was like this is not and this, how, how is any of this good? Like, yeah. how am I supposed to do my mission with this? So, and, and, I, and I said, I remember having a chat with Peanut and I was like, oh, mate, you're going to have to do this without me. I can't even work. I can't even do a session. And then I was like, and I managed to find, and then a godsend happened. COVID hit. For me, wow. I was like, yes. Thank God everyone can stop now. 
Yeah. It was like, it was okay. the best thing that happened to me, COVID. Because right. it was like, no, then no one was touring. No one was gigging. I was like, well, I'm not the only one not doing it. And at least I can recover now. And you feel better because no one's doing it. You're yeah, like, cool, exactly. And okay, I was I'll like, well, it. I can't work. I can't work. I've got COVID, haven't I? Like, yeah. <laughs> Bring yeah. it on. Where's that COVID? Where is it? <laughs> Because you, you run the, the acoustic nights in, in town, the open mic nights. The Angel, yeah. The Angel. You have to wear, because I've been in there as well right, with you, and you're wearing hearing protection, I'm wearing hearing protection, and it's literally just you know a girl with an acoustic guitar yeah. singing at the front. But still, that is really irritating to our yeah. ears. Yeah, well, well, like, so, yeah, I do wear earplugs for that, but fast forward, like, three, three or four years, five years, coming up five years now. Mm-hmm. Just, okay, actually, that's mental. I've had this for five, five years. Five years. But... It's got better because I, I I didn't give up. I was like, I went to see a consultant. They were like, you can't... Anyone listening, actually, who's got hyperacusis, it's called. You can Google it. Mm. Um, there is hope because there's... I joined all the groups and it was like... And there's no cure for it because it's, mm. it's like damage to the nerves. It, and it's kind of like psychological. You've got to train your ears not to be sensitive anymore. And I'm like, how the hell do you do that? And, yeah. Like, but I was like, no, no. And then I went to see... They were like, no, you can't do anything. Went to a hearing specialist. They were like, yeah, you have got sensitive ears. I was like great what yeah. do I know about that <laughs> yeah <laughs> she's like and then I, I went to a functional medicine doctor um and he did like loads of tests on me cost me like five grand but i got some answers then yeah i got like um so i had lack of b vitamins because of my they did they tested my whole my whole dna in my body they're like you've got the mtfhr oh, gene wow you got the mtfhr gene which basically means that you can't methylate toxins so you've got 35 years worth of toxins in your body stored as fat around your organs and also because of that your whole nervous system has never been thoroughly stimulated since you were born so like you need to take methylated b vitamins so i started taking methylated b vitamins this thing called sammy which helps methylation which helps get rid of toxins out of your body and slowly my ears calmed down i was like no way wow and then i found that i had like a parasite from like a court from russia which it, it aggravated it also your stomach as well is really, if that's out of balance, it can put your nervous system on high alert and put your ears on high alert. So he was like, your ears is just the canary in the coal mine. You're, it's just your body going like, we're struggling here. And, and then I slowly, slowly, I'm still on the path now. I've got like two months left of this course of like treatment and, and I should, and I'm feeling loads better. And they don't Mate, get, that's amazing. they don't get as sensitive anymore. So it, it can, cause I was like, why, like, like James, you've had him on the show, um, Stretch. Yeah, yeah. He's like, he has music, and Undy, who I work with, he has music full volume, all the time, <laughs> every time, 10 out of 10. It's like, can it go to 12? Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, why are you not deaf? Why, why yeah. are your ears not broken? Why, yeah. why is it mine? I'm Mr. Sensitive over it. <laughs> and like, and I was like, it can't be, it can't, something else is going on. It can't just be my ears. It's got to be something else. And that's when I got, that's when I found this guy. And he was like, it's not, it's, it's, your, it's your nervous system. Your nervous system's oh, wow. on. You're That's inflamed. Really interesting. So like, I, I, I would, I would, anyone, I would tell, I'd, well, I'd recommend anyone to sort of do some digging on that. And they found loads of things up with me. They found like hormones were all out of balance. I had, I had Epstein Barr in my liver, which is glandular fever, which they get rid of, which they were like, yeah, you'll have, you'll have MS in your fifties if you don't treat that. Didn't even know I had it. Didn't even know you had it. Fucking hell! It's, it was so scary, but it was like also like, well, I'm empowered now, like because I'm like yeah, I know yeah. I know my DNA, and they're like, well, you can turn all these off, you can turn these these ones back on, because that's what it's about. It's just like everyone has a different set of genes. People have you know a blessed with loads of great ones. They're called angel genes, but a lot of people like mine. They were like, you've got about as bad as it gets, mate. <laughs> like wow. like the, this is the, the, and this at the folate stage, which is probably like the beginning of the building of any cell that you'll ever make. 
like your body's just got like useless tools. It's like, yeah, build it. Will Wembley Stadium. Yeah, you've got like a hammer and a chisel. Yeah. <laughs> Off you go. Yeah. <laughs> So it's like so, but you, but anyone can just turn the the good ones on and the bad ones off, and that's all done by lifestyle, like your choices in like environmental things. Yeah. So because I'd had such a bad diet, I'd been caning it. That didn't help. Like, on the racket, on the drugs, on the drink. Yeah. Although he was like, he actually said he's like because of your folate. I'm going to explain this wrong, but he's like because of your folate cycle and your methylation, you will crave things like coffee, um, like any stimulant, because your body will temporarily raise cortisol. Right. He's like, things like cocaine. He said, you'll love that. I was like, I do love that. <laughs> yeah, well, have you got any more? <laughs> yeah. We said, how much? Um, so like, he's like, your body knows. Like, the, the things that you crave is, is, a, is a person. Like your body knows that yeah. it needs it to do, even if it's junk, it will do something like temporarily. Yeah. So I was like, I, I'm always craving coffee. He's like, yeah, because you can't methylate. So your body knows that if it can raise cortisol, it can help do that cycle a little bit better temporarily just to get some toxins out of your body oh my god this is incredible though to to, to learn this about yourself oh uh, yeah yeah 100 and, and it just it just sent me on a path of healing and just yeah. where i needed to go and i was like that's why my ears got bad it was yes. my body going mate you need to change your lifestyle you need to change it up and that was it so i think i think everyone gets to like 30 and then like you can't cane it anymore like you can't just <laughs> eat what you want and you can't you can't it catches up today and <laughs> yeah and, and who would have thought it <laughs> God, when, you're so younger, <laughs> when you're younger I, I must have had about six or seven people telling me when when i was in my 20s like 24 25 people go i'll wait till you get to 30 and then you can't like drink as much or whatever and i wasn't a big drinker anyway but now when you're over 30 and i have a couple of beers i'm like oh, i just want to go to bed <laughs> it does get to that stage in life doesn't it? yeah well I, I've, I had to change, I've had to change a lot of my friends and stuff like it's because just to be around that energy of just getting on it oh yeah go have a few beers yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Get, and i'm like but honestly, I would, I would love that. I, I love, I used to create, I, that's what I used to live for, the weekend, going yeah, out or go to the party. social, yeah. I mean, oh, you get all the session, all the lads. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but now I'm like, I can't think of anything worse. Just like That's really good. So what's your relationship like now with, with drugs and drink? Don't do any of it. You don't, don't do any of it at all? No. Oh, great. I, I, I limit myself to have like two coffees a day now. That's like my limit. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm, I'm like so, I'm like, I've gone the other way, which most people do, don't they? You hear yeah. like people that go hard one way, they have to, they have to just balance themselves out. Yeah. But I don't know how long it will last for, but um, I've done... Have you got quite an addictive personality? Yeah. Have you? But that's apparently to do with my genes as well. How was it? <laughs> the methylation thing. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> mad, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's mad. So but back in the day, touring for you would be a lot of Coke, drink and loud music. Yeah, pretty much. Every yeah. night. Late nights, no sleep. Yeah eating crap and that's the thing when you when you when you eat when you go on a binge don't you or like the next day after like a big sesh if you've drunk a lot like you always crave just crap food don't you yeah like everyone just eats crap for a few days that makes you feel rubbish like see so the hangover just gets extended and then if you're just tired and getting a bit old anyway yeah like, all these youngsters <laughs> yeah. and my voice can't do it anymore my, my yeah. voice can't do it like even this gig saturday i've got coming up like i don't know when you'll put this out but i'll be like no i'm not gonna drink anything i'm gonna talk quite look after myself and be kind yeah. of like because I want to just be able to do my thing really well on the time I've got to do yeah. it, and that's it. That's what you've got to do when you're a musician and you, and you want to keep being a musician. You can't ruin your body every night. You can't yeah. go out partying every night. That's the lifestyle people want you to believe it is, but it is so far the other way because you just want to be healthy so you can yeah. do the gig the next night. And I think people are scared of reality. I think people are, like, I was just looking for an escape. I mean, yeah. fun... I guess the fact that I make music and escape to the world of that, that I still, I still am looking for an escape from my world. Yeah. But at least it's sort of like a good thing. Whereas yeah. like on top of all the drugs and drink and anything else that stimulates you, it's like, it's not, it's not the real world, is it? Like no. even on stage, I want, I want to be there and be like feeling all that. 
and not yeah. be numbed by a beer. It's just me. Everyone's different, obviously. But um, oh, mate, that's that's um, that's really nice to hear. Not well, it's not nice to hear, but it's nice to hear about your recovery mm. and your. Thanks, you yeah, completely yeah. turn your life around. That's really good, man. Like, Got to keep it going. Fair play. Don't, yeah. fall the, don't fall off the wagon. Yeah. Do you want a coffee or <laughs> do you want a line? Yeah. <laughs> Got a massive bag. <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, fuck. Here we go again. This episode is sponsored by EQAcoustics.com. So let's go back to. Um, let's not go back so far, but let's go back to the Scion days mm. with AK and that kind of lineup because you guys were going for a, a while and you always seem to be busy. Um, what was the dynamic in the band like towards the end before you changed all your job roles? Before AK left, you mean the singer? Yeah. yeah. Oh man, that was like a really weird. So like me and AK used to be like the, the, the songwriters, so we'd write all mm-hmm. the stuff. We we had we were so close. We used to share a bed. Um, like we were just inseparable. And, and when I started going out of Chloe, actually, like which he was always there. Like it was like it was like three of us. Oh, cool. It was just that that whole, and it got so it was so intense. And we were doing a lot of drugs at the time, and just. And it was amazing. It was like we, I mean, I've still got like an album's worth of songs. I've got, I looked the other day, I've got 200 songs hmm. recorded that he's not got the projects for, which is really annoying. But I've got the, the bounces of the, oh, of okay, the file. Yeah. So I've still got the song that, that we wrote. We were just like a creative fo- like force at the time. It was so exciting. And just that whole thing was just great. And then he was like slowly, I think, just sort of getting tired of it. And he, he didn't like being the singer. Hmm. He didn't like being at the front. And it was the pressures. And we had a management company and it was like, they were, they were really, we're still friends with him now. They're really good, but it just put too much pressure on him. And it was, I think we were all just a bit, I don't know. It's just. Did you get pe- a bit people, jaded? Yeah. I, like people get, people want it so bad that when someone comes along and goes, well, if you do this and you do this, like someone else's idea and like put their values onto you. After a while, it's going to start to show. Hmm. It's going to start to show. Cause like in AK, I think it was just feeling like this is not me. This is really not me. Right. He, he, he's an amazing creative force, but just to be in the music industry, which is something completely different to making music, yeah. he just couldn't hack it. And then it got really nasty. And we're like, we'll just stop doing everything. And then I was like, I was trying to hold on to it. I was like, like this thing was falling apart around me. I was going, no, 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 no. Don't, don't quit now. Like we've just done the album. We've just got the producer. This, this is right on the edge here. Like this is I mean, the agent. It was like everything you wanted as a band. It was yeah. like, we've got it all. I was like, come on. We just got to hold this together now. Keep moving forward. Yeah. And it's like, I see it time and time again with like loads of people. It always gets to that point because people are just so spent. And really, you're still miles away from anything. Yeah. It just feels like because yeah. you're going to lose it. Do you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> yeah. So I was like, look, like, whatever you do, just like, I'll sing. Or like, if you don't want to do that, I'll just do this. And I was like offering myself out because I just didn't want to lose it. And then at the end of the day, it was just nothing worked. And it, the best thing he did was just to walk away. Yeah. And then I was like, it was nasty. And then it was because he, because he was recording at the studio and we'd get there one day and he'd have like taken something. One of his guitars or whatever. Yeah, or like a microphone so that we couldn't even do what we were supposed to be doing. It just got really awkward. He'd be like, no, I'm taking this because I bought this or like, this is my lead. And it was like, but what is that actually your lead? It got really nasty. Yeah. So that was like a weird sort of teething period, but we're all friends now. And I guess that's because of the resentment on both sides because he's sort of resenting you guys because you're not letting him go off and do actually what he wants to do. And then you're resenting him because you're going, because of you, we're not going to now make it as a band. So, and then there's that tension there that's going to, that's obviously going to only go one way. Yeah. yeah. It was a bit like I say, we're we're all good now. And even when Dan Morris left, that got really nasty. Like me and him, it, like just stuff came out, and I was like, "Whoa, I didn't know any of this." Like this was, and like, do you want to talk about the Dan Morris thing? I think the problem. What I can say is, I think with with anything like with so much passion in anything like that, 
you get I was so close to Dan as well like really close mm. to Dan similar kind of thing we were like thick as thieves yeah. and then it just so it's like any relationship isn't it when you whatever you misses or something it just gets when it when something like that starts tearing and breaks like it just it just got oh it just, well, it it just, just got it really just nasty because yeah. it's easier to hate someone isn't it yeah to I get guess over so. them yeah and it just got like but we're all night but there's still like some sometimes someone make like oh Dan Morris or like oh okay or like whoever's left yeah <laughs> throw them right. under the bus yeah yeah <laughs> it's all your fault <laughs> yeah until you're the only one left <laughs> stood on your own. I think I think it might be me actually <laughs> They've all started another band somewhere yeah. called Coldplay. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just me, me in the studio on my own, like convincing myself I'm some sort of fucking hero. <laughs> yeah, Mark, don't worry, mate. Keep going, mate. Like a big bear in the corner. Yeah. Go on, do some more drugs. Get back to where you were. Get away from me. So I right, just release your next song and that'll be the big one. That'll be yeah, the, the yeah. next song is going to be the big one. Okay, fine. So that was the birth of Echo Tape, was it? Yeah, uh, no, Echo Tape was, was with AK. Oh, we, was we, it? We were like, because we got an album that we took offline that we'd recorded and was released. I don't know if anyone knows that. Like a whole, we've got like, I've got a thousand copies of it if anyone wants I, one. <laughs> mate, I'll have one. I ain't got anywhere to play it, but I'll have one. CD, I don't want a CD. <laughs> but I heard a story about you guys went into the studio with Flood. Youth. Youth, was it Youth? Yeah. And he was, he said, oh, so AK, you're the singer. And AK was like, yeah. And he goes, go on then, sing. Sing me something. Sing me yeah, something yeah, now. Yeah. It's just really like pushy. And yeah, I guess it, AK's personality exactly that. that pressure. Yeah, well, and, and I remember when we were recording the album actually in Spain, he was he was like lying to Mike in in the it was his technique of producing, but he was like going to Mike, it was like a really good take. Mike would just smash the drums and he'd be going, "Yeah, that was um, that was shit, mate. You missed that beat there, and that was like, can you do it again? So, mate, you're not fucking getting this. Like just being really nasty to Mike. Mike was like, "Fuck you!" Like just start smacking the drums really hard, and he'd be like. Yeah, that was we're getting there now. Like, oh wow, just, that's a really strange technique, though. Or we'd be like, yeah, um, yeah, Bo, yeah, Mark, yeah, like Bowman said that was shit. <laughs> Bowman's like, no, I didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't. That's a really odd. Te- I guess it worked. I mean, he's a big time yeah, producer. Yeah, he's, like, he's, he's a real, real energy man. Real energy. Like, I'm still talking to him now. Actually, like, he's, he's, would you do a record of him again? <sighs> Probably not. Hmm. Don't need to. I mean, I, this is not anything uh, away from you because he's obviously very talented and he's, yeah. he's a very clever guy, but it's just so much bullshit in there. Like with, oh, if you get with this guy, then yeah. And like, it's just like, what? No, there seems to be like so much emphasis on association with people. It's like, yeah. It's like, really? Like, because everyone's sort of too scared to actually really sort of do what they want. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'd rather jump on a song with Taylor Swift than... Just write my own music. It's <laughs> that, that actually. There's a there's a study. I don't know if you there's a. Um, do you know about pluralistic ignorance? No. So it's like a theory that they sort of coined back when. Oh, who was that leader? We've got enough time. Brian Jones. Brian okay. Jonestown. He he was like this this cult American. You remember him? Yeah, he was like, yeah. And he got everyone to drink the Kool Aid. Yeah. And he had like a mass suicide of like nine hundred people, and they said that like there was a guy. They got recordings of it all, and there's like a, a tape recording of this guy going. Um, maybe we shouldn't do this. <laughs> like standing up, like sort of thinking, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. Like, no, 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 no. Maybe we shouldn't just commit suicide. Maybe like we should just leave here like, <laughs> and not do any of this. Like what's actually going on? And this guy, like Brian James, like, no. And then like, because he revved up, everyone else, it's that tribe mentality yeah. of humans, didn't want to be seen to be not in the tribe. So they were like, yeah, yeah, sit down, mate. Sit down. We're going to, we're going to kill ourselves. Like, and 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 that they they realised that like they studied it like loads and they realised that everyone in the room was thinking the same as this guy 
Uh, no one wants to kill themselves. Like, yeah. why would you? Yeah, it's mental. You? Yeah. And like all the kids and stuff, it's like no one, but everyone was too scared to stand up with this one guy. So it took the one guy. But if like, they reckon if like two or three other people yeah, stood up. Yeah, then it would have snowballed. Yeah, but like, yeah. because this one guy and like, he just got shouted down. And like, I find that with, I find there's so many crossovers in life with that. And in the music industry, it's like people are too scared to just do something that they should just do. Yeah. Because it's them. Yeah. Everyone's like, no, I shouldn't do that because it's not really what I'd put out or like it's, it's not really like seem to be in at the moment or I don't want everyone to sort of judge it it's like it stops people doing stuff yeah, it's that tribe so mentality true. but like they, they proved it in this study and I was like that's mental but I see it all the time I'm like no I'm, I'm going to be the guy that's going to stand up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no actually no I'm going to commit suicide <laughs> yeah. Can, yeah so I'd advise anyone to go out and just put whatever they want out not worry about anyone else <laughs> I'd advise anyone to go out and just drink the Kool-Aid <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm just going to take a quick break from the show to tell you about my Patreon, where for the price of half a coffee a month, you will get early ad-free versions of the podcast in a higher quality, as well as a load of behind-the-scenes photos and audio that I've been told to say are NSFW, which I don't know what it means, but people have it on their OnlyFans account. Apparently, I, I, I don't know, I've been, I've been told that. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Dan Parkinson Music. You can also get the app on your phone so you can listen to my voice wherever you may be. My Patreon has a pay-what-you-can scheme where all tiers are the same. The aim of this is to have more Patreons paying the smaller fee a month and not pricing people out, which in turn will pay for the show and help it run and run until the end of time. <laughs> anyway, let's get back to the show. So you went from the Ecotape, and the last I heard about Bandwise for you was... Um, I mean, Ecotape's still doing stuff, aren't they? Sort of. I keep, I keep threatening. We still get like 5,000 5, plays a month. Oh, like, cool. And I don't do anything. We don't do... We don't. What do you do with your 40p a month then? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, yeah. Buy a licorice. <laughs> what can you get for 40p? I don't know. Probably a Freddo. Wham-bar, I think mate. Freddo's a 40p now. But I've got songs that I, I'm thinking about releasing some more stuff. And when... Because I'm releasing some music, hopefully end of this year, uh, under my own name. Um, you just did the Tina Turner cover, didn't you? Yeah. With Holly. Friend yeah, of yeah. the pod, Holly Chapman. On yeah, she, yeah, she's great. She's really good. I recorded that at... Yeah, like, start of the year and then holly came up and i was like can you just stick it was like literally the last thing of the session oh was like, it cool can you just quickly stick some violin on this track like i was like it's a cover but she's like yeah of course yeah yeah so she like did it it was like a couple of takes and then i sat on it and just didn't do anything with it and then tina turner died obviously <laughs> and you were like and i was like right i'm calling in on that <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and i saw i saw rob clown rob was like, oh cool you copying copying my cover i was like actually rob i recorded it yeah. a while ago just so you know <laughs> and here's the logic session dated <laughs> yeah, yeah. four years Time's ago <laughs> So I'd suck it, and obviously I had gigs coming up, and I got nothing online. Yeah. So I wanted to just put something out, but it's that whole thing. Like even me at the moment, I'm like, do I do an album? Do I do an EP? Do I just yeah. do one song at a time? I, it's just I think I'm just going to just do what I want. To be yeah. You talk to all these industry experts, they're like, yeah, well, you're a song singer songwriter, so actually you should be doing an album, then releasing three singles off the album, yeah. picking maybe the best song <laughs> off the album, then putting it out. Do a PR campaign of maybe three months, hit a few shows, do a few local shows. It'll cost one. you 15 grand. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Here do you sign. Sign all your arms away. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not that I'm bitter or anything. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing I was going to ask you as well, because the, the band thing for you was going on so long, and like, like all of us as well, are you a little bit bitter about like not making it in your own eyes as a musician, as like, you know, you're not on stage with Muse or anything like that? See, I think about this a lot, and there was a time when I w- I was probably quite bitter about it, mm. 
but not not anymore. It's it's, re- it's really not, it's it is really, and it's that thing with age, isn't it? Not that I'm. Old, is it since but, Ziggy came along, and there's more important not things in life. Really, I think it's just been a, a gradual stepping away from music. Yeah, like probably the ears, probably my ears go messing up. It actually forced me to just be like. I'm going to just put music over there for a minute. Mm-hmm. Like what's actually well, like it just, it made me do that. And then since coming back to it and like playing with like the dead freights recently, mm-hmm. do that kind of stuff. It's like, I see it really for what it is now. And I'm like, it's just, I shouldn't say this as a, as a, as a studio owner and a music producer, mm-hmm. but it's just a lot of bullshit. Yeah. It's just a lot of egos. I see it all the time now of like people just overinflated, self entitled, yeah. so, so entitled. Artists, yes. like, I love, I am an artist, so I'm slagging myself off here, but yeah. just get over yourself. Yeah. Just get over yourself. Do you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. You're not a doctor. You're a singer-songwriter. I know. <laughs> like, you think the Romans, like, Nero, he hated them, didn't he? He hated musicians. Oh, did he? You were just like, you were like the poor of the poor. That's what. Was, that's where it's going now. Like, this thing, yeah. if you base this whole industry around something, you get paid 0.0.1p mm. per play. Yeah. yeah. It's like, there ain't no industry. Unless you're like right at the top, it's that same separation there is on every other industry now. It's just like, well, what are you what are you holding on for? Like, I really, I really struggle with that. That's probably the, my biggest struggle is like the the line of like self promotion and just I just find it cringe. Yeah, it, I find it it, I, I look at pictures of me a few years ago and think, oh, what, what just get yeah. over yourself, mate. Do you know what I mean? That's why I feel like I have to put humor into my videos and stuff because I can't just go come and record at my studio. I have to t- sort of take the piss out of myself because I feel like i'm showing off (laughs) yeah yeah but there's there's a time like i guess on the other side there is a time for it where it's like i know that like for instance in a couple of days time i'll do this show i'll have to go into that sort of role slightly Mm -hmm. just to get my head in the place and it'll be and and i will i will probably end up coming away and thinking yeah i might sound pretty good yeah like then then there's nothing wrong with that yeah no there's nothing wrong with knowing that you're good at something yeah and being good at it and owning it it's just the whole i find what like the, the actual the fact of releasing something that is where it changes, I think, for me. So you can sit and create stuff at home, but then it's like, what's the purpose of art if you don't put it out and people don't, ju- and people like, don't judge it? it? Yeah. The whole industry is based on them liking you. Yeah. Which is, or them judging you, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you watch that Lewis Capaldi documentary that's called Yes. Out. Like that whole thing. I'm like, well, it's no surprise. Yeah. It's no surprise you're fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Your, your whole being is based on people loving you or liking you. So yeah. you're going to, like, that amount of weight, you're going to be fucked up, mate. Like, what did you expect? And it's hard to deal with. Oh, I can imagine at that level, it would be fucking hard to deal with that. Like constant critique, even by producers going, yeah, can you do that take again? Or managers going, yeah, your song's not good enough. Record labels going, no, we can't sell that. Can you write something else? And you're just like constantly being critiqued, yeah. pushed down. Bad, it? I didn't like his manager very much. I thought he was a bit of a cock. Do you remember that bit when um, they, he wrote a song and they played it back and then the manager was like, yeah, yeah, that's great. And Lewis went, hang on, isn't that just the same melody as somebody to hear? Somebody to and the manager was like, "Yeah, yes, that's what we want. That's what we want. We want yeah, people like that. People Lewis like similarity. Like, yeah, people <laughs> like it to be similar, the same but different." And Lewis is like, "All right, uh, <laughs> it's like, what's the point of me being an artist? Then I may as well just copy and paste the fucking songs." In my first gig of the year was at my mum's shop. It was uh, her ten year anniversary. Woo, it was rock and roll. Oh, well done. And um, I was totally fine with it. And then as I was setting up, I sort of realised, "Fuck, I'm getting actually getting quite nervous." Like. Because it's more nerve-wracking playing in front of, like, your family and, like, 25 people in a shop than playing in front of 3,000 people. <laughs> like, it's more nerve-wracking playing it in front of yeah, the yeah. little crowds. And then a couple of songs in, I realised, oh, I don't even know what I'm 
play i can play anything i play avet brothers or you know some b-side bruce springsteen song they're not going to know they just hear like they hear the reverb on the vocal and they think it sounds nice yeah, so, yeah. so yeah you have got to kind of take yourself out of that world and just go you know what 90 percent of people here aren't musicians they just want to yeah. hear something that sounds nice yeah exactly that and, and that's like you, you can probably relate to this when you're mixing stuff as well it's like i heard someone say never you know in, in, in at the end of a session I've done it. We've all done it. Aspect as, as engineers have been like, you've pointed out something that you've heard, and you're like, "No, I'm just going to just fix that." And they're like, "What? Well, fix what?" Yeah. And then, and then you're like, "Oh, I just created like another hour's worth yeah. of work for myself." <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like just keep quiet. Just keep quiet. <laughs> just keep quiet. If they don't hear it, you don't hear it. Yeah. So like, oh, no, I can keep, I can hear it now. I, I can't unhear yeah. it. Yeah. Like, oh no yeah <laughs> can't do this oh, there again three hours <laughs> some people you have just got to go right this is it like i'm doing some video editing for someone at the minute and he says can we get the titles on the screen or whatever and the first font that comes up i go yeah that's cool because i know if i press that font button and all those fonts come up different like styles of fonts he'll just be another two hours there going no, yeah. what about that one what about that one so i'm just like the first one that comes up cool right that's it next but what, what do you want to do next yeah, yeah all right yeah that's cool let's work on the next scene. yeah that's, like, smart, cool, that's smart that's a david damien rice lyric um too many options will kill a man oh yeah that's good yeah <laughs> I, I always i always say that i'm like yeah. he's so true <laughs> you open up like i need to put a compressor on this acoustic guitar you open it up there's 55 compressors and you go I'll just go the one I always use. <laughs> just put on. <laughs> yeah, amen. I mean, yeah, synths or anything on the computer now. Yeah. It's just too much of everything. There's isn't there? so much option. And snares as well, snares samples or whatever. If you use snare samples in drums, there's just 200 snare samples and you're there going, and you're like, why am I doing this? My ear's just going, ow, ow, ow. And I'm like, just pick one and we can get on with it. <laughs> This episode is sponsored by EQAcoustics.com. What was it like joining the Dead Freights? Because they were your um, in-house band, weren't they, for a while, for your songwriting stuff? Yeah, well, I've known Charlie for years, um, yeah. and Louis, and I've, I've had some good memories of those guys. And I did the tour, so I did that Libertines tour with them. I did. Oh, you were tour managing at the time, weren't you? Yeah, so I did, yeah. I did two. I did the first tour around the UK like at the end of COVID, when I was sort of like, I said to Chloe, I was like, I don't know if I can do this because... She's like, well, you've not got to play. You can just put your earplugs in. And if, if needs be, you can just sit backstage if it's that bad. Mm. So I was like, yeah, cool. So I, I went out and, and I got through it. I, I did it and, I, and it was fine. And I was like, oh, mate, it's actually all right. Like a few yeah. nights I actually took them out. Wee. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Rock and roll. Um, I did that tour and then I ended up doing the next tour like around Europe with them. And like, there's a lot of driving. And it was it was a, it was hard going. Oh, but, were you driving and tour managing? Yeah. And like, wow. like it was, it was the whole thing, it was like, they had a bus. Libertines had like a tour bus. Yeah. So we were like following in the van. And I remember I drove from Frankfurt to Poland. It was Warsaw. It was like a 12-hour drive after sleeping for like two hours in the yeah. hostel. It was like the management booked the cheapest places ever. Yeah. It was like some guy farting all night. Do you know what I mean? It was like, <laughs> I'm going to just not sleep tonight. <laughs> and you like, did this long drive and I was just shattered. And then Pete, bless him, uh, on the first night, he was like, yeah, so like Mark, Pete uh, Fogarty, he was like, yeah, so like, you still making music in that then? I was like, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, can I, you got any? I was like, yeah. I'd like, I've recorded a track on my phone. I played it. He's like, mate, that's, that's fucking good, mate. He's like, why don't you play tonight? I was like, what? I was like, I ain't got a guitar. He went, I was like, don't be silly, mate. I've got fucking loads back here. Oh, was, wow. And he was like, just play, open up for us tonight. I was like, all right, cool. So he, he went, went, went to the um, promoter and he's like, yeah, by the way, Mark's going to open up tonight. 
sort him out a guitar. So we just sort of saw his guitar tech. Pete's guitar tech was like, yeah. I was like, I've actually got, I've got a D-tune I play in E-flat. And he's like, oh no, stressing. <laughs> yeah. so there like, was like one really chill guitar tech and the other one like kind of borderline alcoholic. He's like, oh, you're not doing it. I was not touching my guitar. I was like, oh God. Sorry, that, sorry if that was my bad accent there. Um, so anyway, so I, I did this track. I did like two songs just to open up for him. Got like an amazing, like Pete and everyone, all the band came and watched on the side of the stage. Oh, wow. They were like, mate, it's fucking sick. So that was a thing then. So I did it every night on the tour. And then like on the second night. So Pete, now you're driving, tour managing, and performing. Playing, yeah. <laughs> so Pete, Pete was like, Pete, they were like just smoking backstage. Like just, and they were like, come in. I was like, oh, fucking walked in the room. <laughs> like, yeah, so like, we were thinking like, we should go on like main support, mate. I was like, I can't go on main support. I'm, I'm tour managing the opening band. It's a bit, it's a bit poor, Jerry. Yeah. He went, Nah, that'd be right. That'd be right. <laughs> it's like, so like Pete gets up, like, and he's like walks into Dead Freight. He's like, "You boys are right with Mark, I, like main support." And Charlie, like, and bless Charlie, they're all like, "Yeah, of course, man. That's, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, fucking do it, Burford." Like, wow. Uh, so then, because so obviously, like opening up, because I was like doors, it was like me straight away because yeah, the, yeah. the bands were already booked. Yeah. So they're like, "We've got like fifteen minutes changeover. We'll get the tour. We'll get the, the tech team to do it in five minutes, and you give you like a ten minute slot." I was like, quite great. So like, then all the tour man, all the tour team were like, who the fuck's this guy? Like fucking <laughs> making my life really stressful. <laughs> and like the sound guy was like, bless him. By the, by the end of the tour, I'd sort of won him over. Yeah, yeah. So they were like willing to help me out. And it was like a thing. But yeah, so now I was playing to like a full room in like Milan. And, right before and, and, lives. Yeah, and, and like <laughs> Pete and Carl were like, yeah, just a heads up, Burford. Like, um, it's like a tradition to get booed. I was like, okay, great. <laughs> great. 6,000 people to get booed by you. That's all right. So, well, yeah. the crowd will boo the main support. Yeah, just like, it's like a thing. Oh, but they wow. didn't. They didn't boo me. And they were singing along. I was like, wow, I've won this over. I don't know. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Right. Do, you're just that. doing your own stuff. And Yeah, luckily oh. I'd started writing this this album, like cool. album single run. I don't want to. Yeah. Like, so I had a few songs in the bank and then I played a couple of like echo tape songs that I yeah, just cool, had yeah. at hand. So yeah, and then and, like the Dead Freights, they were like, mate, it's so fucking cool. Like, that's, great. Like, that's the best bill. Mark Burford, Dead Freights and Libertines. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it was like, that's the best film. That's awesome. <laughs> so like, and then after that tour, their guitarist left. Dead Freights guitarist yeah, left, yeah. So um, they had like loads of stuff going on. So Gary, who manages him, which is the drummer of the Libertines, he was like, well, ask Mark. He'll be the perfect fill-in. So they asked me and I was like, look, I can't do it. I was like, I can't, I can't commit. Were you worried about your hearing and... Yeah, it is. I was worried about that and I was worried about just the time, just yeah. just to, to learn like, and they were like, okay, well, we've got this big show. It's like filmed in London at this big recording studio, like an intimate audience, got loads of record label coming down, like in A&R. Mm. We need another guitarist. Can you just do like two songs of us? So I was like, all right, cool. So I listened to their music and bearing in mind, I'd watched them all tour. Yeah. I just learned them all. I just learned them all. It didn't take me long. I was like, because I kind of was familiar with If you tune. know the songs without picking up a guitar, if you just listen to the records, you know the songs. Yeah. And- so I was like, so I, I learned them all and they were like, well, I'll just do the whole set. So I did the whole, and then, so that happened. And then did the show. I had like earplugs and then earphones on top. Oh, wow. Because it was so, quite loud. I was like, I'm yeah. not going to take any risks. Yeah. If I get like a few shows to do. And then we did like a, a couple at Camden. And, and And at this point, were you not a member of the band? You were just no, no, filling I was in. Just, I was just helping yeah. out. And yeah. then- so that all happened. Then the Gibson endorsement happened thing. So mm-hmm. we got like got a guitar and it was all like amazing. It was like great. good fun. And I was like, oh, I, I do the solo thing as well. So I got some stuff off the back of that, which is yeah, good. Yeah, cool. And then like they've booked, started booking loads of shows this summer. And like they got Isle of Wight tonight. This is when this Isle of Wight festival this weekend. When oh, we're shit, yeah, yeah. So Why like, are you oh, here you... then? Hey? Why are you here? Because I've left. Oh, okay. 
I didn't know that. That's what you were building up to. I was like, well, you didn't have to come and do a fucking podcast if you're planning on the White Festival. <laughs> oh, so, so, oh, okay. so, so I, it, all, it just got, it got too, like I had to do practice every week. Yeah. And then I was Where like- Where are they all based? Southampton, which okay. was fine. That's, but like, yeah. I was like, Dan Kelly, the bassist, he had like a car accident. So I was the only one doing the driving all the time. Okay. And whereas, oh, it sounds really shallow, but end of that, I've got to earn money. Yeah. And I was like, I was doing it all. It was great fun, but I've done all, I've done all, of, yeah. I've done all of it with my band when mm. I was the singer and it was my project, but I was playing music. I, I love their, I love their songs, but it's not something I would listen yeah, no to Yeah, no disrespect the to the, the Dead Freights, but did it feel like you were taking a step back a little bit? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. We, and I only ever did it for a favour. Yeah. And then it was like, and then I was like, I got to a point where there was loads of stuff in. The manager was like, you need to get on the Zoom, you need to do this. And I was like, whoa. I was like, well, I've not even agreed to be in the band, by the way. Yeah. And they're like, well, they want you in if you want to do it full time. We've got Isla White. We've got like three or four shows in Munich. We've got this TV stuff. But it was, it was all happening. It was like, it was, it was, a, it was the perfect thing for anyone, anyone in the music industry would be like, that's amazing. Why would you not want to do that? And I, I had to really think about it. And I was like, what do I really want? If I want anything out of music, it's it's my own music. Mm. It's my own thing. As much as I love this and I'm riding it and I'm getting contacts and I'm in with the Libertines, it's all yeah. great. And it's all, everyone's all friends. I mean, I've got yeah. Carl texting me. It's all like great. And it's yeah. like, it's not really where my heart is. Yeah. And I'm only going to let them down further down the line. It's going to yeah. be worse. If I if I walk away now, like, okay, they've got their recorded sessions at the Albion Rooms. That was all booked in. I was supposed to do that. They, they fortunately cancelled the session like a day before. Oh. So I was like, now's my time. Now's my time okay. to be like, okay, lads. I was like, look, I'm really, really sorry, but I don't think I can give you what you what you need as a guitarist. Like, yeah. I, this is too much for me. Like, I, I said I'd sort of help you out as much as I can, and I and I will still keep to that. If you can't find anyone to cover the shows, I'll still do them with you. Don't don't get me wrong, but I can't. But as far I can't as being be in the band. Member, I can't be yeah. in the dead freights. It's just not. It's not. It's not what I can do. Okay. Do you know? And they were like Charlie, especially because I'm really close to Charlie. He was. He was said, mate. I completely respect you saying that to yeah. us. Like that's the best thing you could have said, rather than string us along. Rather than just do it just for just because it was like, oh playing Isle of Wight festival. Yeah, sort of using them. Yeah. To get that pla- that you know that platform. And I was like, it's not it's not it's not right. It's not. It didn't it didn't feel right. And it's good crack doing a few little gigs yeah. of them and stuff. And and I still like there probably might be a time where like um they might need me again for yeah. something or whatever. Like, but I've left it on good terms, which is great. Right. But I, it was it definitely felt like a oh you know that relief feeling when oh, you think. Cool. Like when you finally do that thing that's been sitting on your back a little bit, you suddenly yeah. just chuck it off and you think, actually, no, that was the right thing to do. Oh, that's good. Because I left the band a few years ago just because I was getting more session work. I was doing more badly stuff and I was just getting more studio work and session work. And it was the right thing to do because I'm happier now than I ever was. But I think you, you're, you're, you, I feel like you, <laughs> I'll edit that. You, you feel like you're getting strung, always strung along a little bit. I've always have felt like that anyway with, with projects and things. It's like, it's the hype. The, the hype gets created so, so vastly. And so quickly. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to do this, 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 this and this. And once yeah. you're in it, you kind of like, it becomes a bit culty. That's yeah. like, that's the kind of the sort of beauty and the, the weirdness about being in a band. It's like the whole, like you, you're like, you're like a, a really tight knit, yeah. close family. And like, that's why we spoke about earlier, like people falling out and stuff. It's like, that's why it can get so nasty. Yeah. But, and there's that element of trust and you're all in this, like, and you're all going to do it. And you're like, you kind of sold this dream or, or like you maybe not even sold it. Maybe you just perceive this dream or this place that you're going to get to that everything's going to be all right. Yeah. But life is not like that. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. You think you're going to hit this plateau and then cool. We're all going to be fine now. We're, best ma- we're better mates than we ever have been. We've got more money than we ever need. I know. Like- <laughs> and it's like the whole money thing. It's just, just a lie. It's just a yeah. lie. It is hard to be in a band because it does cost you money. Like driving to rehearsal every week. You're driving 40 miles every every week. It's it's going to add up you know, over the year. It's just, oh yeah. I'm, I'm like you really. I just feel way happier just being, just and just seeing it for what it is. Like mm. just really seeing it for what it is. It's, it's just, it's not, it's not the be all and end all of anything. Like music no. is not music is a luxury. It is powerful, and I love it. And it and it like it is the best thing in the world at, at the right time. But like it's not the be all and end all. Do you know what I mean, no. there's so much more things in life out there. Yeah, the, and that's I never thought I'd ever say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there really is. Yeah. Like there really is. And when I when I was faced with like not not being able to do it at all with, with my ears, I had to really just go. Okay, well what am i supposed to do yeah i had to really look at it and go well what is this what is just like, what 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 am i chasing here what, like and it's just things within myself really that yeah i think i'm going to be happier i think like i need to be loved going back to that conversation yeah. earlier it's like all these things have driven me so far and i, and I still will continue to make music and do stuff but yeah. i don't have to have that same intensity yeah or like the be all and end all i think i'm not going to be bummed out like like if if, if someone said to me 10 years ago oh by the way mark you um you turned down playing Isle of Wight Festival. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, I didn't. Yeah. No, I didn't. You opened up for the Libertines and then turned down Isle of Wight Festival. Fuck off. No, I didn't. It is, isn't it? But like, mm. in, in, I've got nothing against anyone that's still, that's, that really thinks that's, because uh, everyone should experience like those big gigs, yeah. those, those yeah. moments. Because they are, they are like, you can't buy that. Mm. You cannot, well, you can buy it with your life, I guess, with, yeah. your, with your own commitment. But, <laughs> You can't, it's not like you can go up to someone and go, I'll pay you a grand and can I just do that? Can I just Or maybe you can actually, you probably can do that. <laughs> probably can, you probably yeah. can do that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I take all that back. Yeah. Let's start our own business doing that. <laughs> it's called a buy-on, Mark. It's, yeah. called, it's, called, a, it's called a tour yeah. buy-on. <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash Dan Parkinson Music. What helps with your anxieties then? What's like, sort of end it on a positive ex- thing? Ex- what gym, the gym. The gym, does it? Gym. The gym, um, the two gyms that you're now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the gym. Eat, eating well, looking after my body, like being obsessive about that. I've had yeah. to replace my my obsessiveness with music and like alcoholism mm. with just being really healthy and just being like super clean and self respect a bit of like just having a bit of value in my own worth. Yes, and not saying like saying just saying no to people. <laughs> like, yeah, which is why you can step away from the dead freights thing and feel good about it. Yeah, just, you know your work. A lot yeah. to be said for just saying no, just having boundaries. Be like, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah, that feels good to say no. Do you know what I mean? It feels yeah. really good. It's like, no, <laughs> yeah. no, I won't do that because we've all we've all said yes and we've all been like, why did I agree to why this? Why did I do this? Why yeah. did I charge so little for this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did I really want it that bad? Yeah. It's having the bravery. Like I just and that's like going back to that thing I said about Acardo when I got that job. I was like, I knew that I would never do it because I knew that I value myself more than not that I've got anything wrong with no, anyone working yeah, at Acardo. No, I, I mean, think yeah. it's a great job. Yeah. Like but I was like, for me personally, that's not what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. It's, it's having the sort of the the faith to go, no, someone else is waiting for me. And I think once you do that, the universe goes, Okay, you're serious. Yeah. Here you go. Have some of that for a little bit. Yeah. But I can't do that. (laughs) (laughs) You want me to do what? No, no, I didn't agree to this. Where's that cardo van? (laughs) Oh, mate, that's really good. That's really good. That's been a really good chat. Uh, 
Fucking half like a, this is like a therapy session for me. Oh, so yeah, it's 50 quid now, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I can't afford that. Before you go, I ask the oh, guests yes. the same five questions, right? So don't think about them too much. Okay, well, I'm not going to look at them now. What band could phone you up now and say the gig is tonight? Can you do it? Dead Freights. You're Dead Freights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, what artist did you instantly connect with after the first hearing? God, probably Gregory Allen Isikoff. Oh, really? Great. Yeah, I've had someone else say that. It's such a good... Um, his weather, Weatherman record. Mate, I, yeah, I like the, 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 the first one. What was it called? The, the one with... Um, Black... Uh, Big black car, big black car, yeah, something like that, yeah. Well, I like him all to be fair, but he's there's something yeah. about him. Some, some, there's, a, there's a modesty about him which yeah. I like. And he's no, a, he's no a farmer, or, yeah. He's a farmer or something as well. So when he's not touring, he's just like exactly. I love that. Love that. <laughs> so good. And he's he's the best artist I've ever seen live. Oh really? I went saw him at the Roundhouse, and that thing we were talking about earlier about the when you get to that level of musicianship and you can hear everything. He had like a band full of those people. Wow. Like ev- everyone could play everything. Yeah. Everyone could just hear. It, it was just perfect. Oh, Even Chloe wow. was like, hey, they're good, aren't they? Chloe's like, like, can we get more compression on the... Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but it was just, And I was like, that's what you get when you're at the top of your game. Yes. And you're just... You're just you're just in the flow and just expressing. Getting like, to your top, the, the top of your game and being able to touch people in that way because of your yeah. like, talent or your the people around you's talent. Like, that's amazing. That's such a good thing to experience. Yeah, it was a good gig. It's a good gig. Um, what advice would you give to your younger self? <sighs> That's a good one. I'd probably say you are loved. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's really good. I'd probably say that. You're loved, mate. I'd give myself a hug and be like, mate, you got this sorted. Don't worry about it. Yeah, that's amazing. That, I'd probably say that. I probably wouldn't listen to it. I'd be like, no, God, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you anyway? <laughs> you turned down, turn down Ollie White, mate. <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> get out of your gym shorts. Toss up. <laughs> they are very short shorts, though. Just get the legs out, aren't they? They're good. Uh, yeah, that's a really good answer. One song or project you're proud to be a part of? Are you proud to say you've done in your career? Um, probably... There's been a few, really. I think. Do you often forget about what you've done in your career? Yeah, yeah. I just, just to remind do, myself yeah. now. Projects I've been a part of, probably what uh, writing with the Knox. It were like a dance oh, cool. band. Yeah, probably that. Like, so I've got like a writing credits on one of their tracks, which is like that was that was a really cool thing because I was working with some some good people. I don't know yeah. like that or my own thing now. What I'm yeah. doing right now from only from the angle of like where I'm coming at it from. Yeah. I'm not coming at it now as like, please like my music. I'm just doing it. It's like, this is me. This is what's coming through me. This is what I'm recording. And this is what it's going to be. Like, I feel like that's, for me, spiritually, that's like a really important oh, that's point good. for me. Yeah, that's nice. So to keep watch this space. Yeah. Well, that, the next question is, what have you got coming up? Yeah, some, some gigs and some music, mate. Yeah. I like festival. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, mate, mate, thank you so much for coming on. It's been really good to chat yeah, and no, catch yeah, up. Yeah, it's been really good. It's, it's quite nice banging. to uh, hear your stories because we've got similar, you know, career paths. So, um, I mean, one day we'll just combine and we'll take over the world of recording Yeah, well, I, was, I, was gonna, I, was, I was fucking going to, um, depending on this, I, I wanted to get involved with what we're doing now, like the whole, this, my thing. Oh, That's cool, what, like, yeah. Because like, I thought you could, you can do fucking, I oh, can play anything, so. 
Well, Harmony's yeah. keys, like both. Just YouTube it. Like. <laughs> Can you play banjo? Yeah, just YouTube how to play banjo. <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah, I'm up for that. You're up for that. I, yeah. We'll talk, we can talk about this off pod. No one needs to hear this conversation. <laughs> off pod. <laughs> off pod. All right. Thanks, mate. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming yeah, thank in. You, man. We've got to do that awkward thing now where we say bye, but then we're just still hanging out. <laughs> oh, do you want me to say bye? Bye. <laughs> <laughs> that was Mark Burford on the Stage Fright podcast. Go follow Mark. Blah, blah, blah. That's the one take blunder, isn't it? Go follow what Mark is doing at Instagram.com forward slash Mark Burford. If you'd like to help out the show, please sign up to my Patreon, where for the price of half a coffee a month, you'll get early, ad-free, higher quality, I don't even know what I'm laughing at now, higher quality access of the pod, as well as some extra bonus bits and conversations. Patreon.com forward slash Dan Parkinson Music. Email me any thoughts and ideas you might have for the pod, allrightstagefright at gmail.com. And find me on Instagram and Twitter, Twitter at allrightundan, Instagram at the Stage Fright Podcast. It's so confusing, isn't it? There's so much bullshit you have to do. <laughs> make sure you like and subscribe that is really important to me actually make sure you like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts and thank you so much for listening i'll um see you in the next one bye